Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Jennifer. Are you tired of me yet? No, not at all. It's great having you here. Well, it's nice to be here. Good morning, yeah. everybody. Yeah, Jennifer's in. Andy's on vacation and enjoying the uh, Wild West. Yeah, it sounds like he's having quite an adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, I have been told that he is going to uh, provide uh, pictures and stories when he returns next week. Perfect. Oh, good. I'll yeah. be here with him on Monday. Mm -hmm. 64 degrees right now in Jackson after uh, kind of a gray day yesterday. Sh today should be great, perfect, mostly sunny. 83, the weekend looks great too. Maybe a little bit of rain uh, Friday afternoon. But uh, the weekend, another beautiful weekend. We had, what did we say, an inch and a half the night before last fell in Jackson. Mm -hmm. We needed that rain. So now the sun will come out. Everything will be even more lush than it was last week. The greening up should occur. Yes. Very soon. Yes. Yeah, all those yellow spots <laughs> will, will brighten up finally. It's Jennifer Scanlon week on JTV. Jennifer and her daughters and neighbor were on Food Circus, which premiered last night, and we watched it. Yeah. And nice job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was so nervous. I, I don't know why. I, I mean, you would think I'd be a little bit more comfortable by now, but it's different, and especially having people in my home and but your crew really put us at ease. Yeah. They made everything a pleasure as they always do. And the girls had a ball. I mean, they now, you have to, get, you have to make an, an appointment to see the girls and they wear sunglasses oh, wow. and they're giving autographs because yeah. they, <laughs> no, they were very humble about it and they loved it. And we, so we surprised my husband with it. He was out of town when we shot it. We didn't even tell him about it. Oh. And so we told him we had to show him something last night and showed it. So he was tickled. Nice. Uh, very creative use of cottage cheese. And if you haven't seen it, you'll have to watch. And I think that's the first time anyone has ever said on JTV, it's been a long time since I balled a melon. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was... Well, that was leave it to <laughs> us to give some firsts. You know, I thought you were going to say first time they ever grilled chicken thighs no, on Food Circus. Because I think that... No, it has not. Brandon said it was the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah, with that yep. marinade. Yeah. First time. Oh, ever. with that marinade. Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it, got it, got it. And Brandon ate it, it with a smile on his face. He was so nice because he doesn't even <laughs> like dark meat, but he ate it anyway. He was very gracious. So I love those guys and was happy to have him. So check it out. It's going to be on, you're going to see a lot of us. I think it runs quite a bit for the next couple mm -hmm. of weeks, doesn't yeah. it? Watch it once, watch it twice. And those, um, I think they're, is it a Michelob or a Budweiser drink that we had at the end, the mm -hmm. neutrals? They're Really good, really refreshing. The perfect summer drink. Yeah, very popular right now. Uh, they're flying out of the coolers all throughout Jackson County. Yes. Uh, Boris Johnson announced he was resigning as the Conservative Party leader this morning, and he's not not resigning as Prime Minister of Great Britain just yet, but he said he will. But apparently, uh, the guy's really hated in, in uh, Great Britain. That'd be hard. I mean, that's such a, being a servant like that could be very difficult. <laughs> you know half the people are going to hate you. I mean, you know, you're just going to upset half the people all the time. But it'll yeah. be interesting to see what that means for our friends over the pond. We'll find out. The state budget awaits the governor's signature. She is meeting with uh, families today. She invited a whole bunch of uh, parents of school-aged children to come to Lansing to visit with her about the budget. So it's possible that she'll be signing the state budget this morning. And we're starting to see some of the uh, earmarks that are in the state budget. Uh, late last night, Julie Alexander announced that three Jackson County projects will be receiving DNR money uh, from the trust fund. And they are 
the Martin Luther King Equality Trail, uh, $300,000 to repair and expand the trail. Nice. $300,000 to Jackson County Parks for pickleball. I just heard a, a cheer across the county. <laughs> Did you hear it? This might end the war between the tennis players and the pickleball players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pickleball courts uh, have been in discussion for a couple of years. The Jackson Area Pickleball Association actually uh, leading the fundraising effort for this complex, which is expected to cost $450,000. It'll be located where tennis courts used to be at the Cascades, behind the Cascades Ice Cream Company, uh, oh. and between that and the golf driving range. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So eight courts, the fundraising drive kicked off with a $15,000 donation by American One Credit Union. Nice. Last winter, Kyle Lewis, the director of Jackson County Parks, Facilities and Events, told us yesterday that they had hoped to start, start construction uh, this month, actually last month, but um, because they didn't have the go-ahead from the state mm -hmm. and other uh, construction issues that are uh, pandemic-related, uh, fall of this year is when construction should start. Okay. So, so new pickleball courts in 2023. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, let's see, they've got uh, another uh, grant, Little Wolf Lake County Park. They are using, they're going to get $176,000 to buy 50 more feet of lakefront for wow, nice. uh, the park. So they're going to add more room for picnics and swimming and maybe even a canoe launch in the future. Oh, that would be very nice. Yeah. That's a great little park there. Uh, State Senator Mike Shirky told me yesterday that there are several other projects and organizations in Jackson County that will be getting money that are uh, in the state budget. Uh, Senator Shirky said uh, he was hesitant to announce them just yet. He doesn't want to jinx yeah. uh, because the governor has to sign the budget. But um, one of the projects uh, in Jackson County uh, is going to get over a million dollars. So wow. we'll know next week, probably. Well, Maybe nice. this weekend we'll know. Yeah, it's nice mm -hmm. that the state is taking attention, you know, they're paying attention to what's happening here in Jackson and helping to continue fostering all the positivity and momentum we've got here. Yeah, the state budget is over 1,700 pages long and has not <laughs> been released to the media. So um, we don't know what's in there, but uh, legislators put in all kinds of earmarks. Uh, the budget was voted on three in the morning last week, so uh, nobody read it. No. So. so when it is released to the media, will you read it? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Get have somebody just take it with a highlighter, yeah, we'll everything regarding yeah. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 4th of July, you know, uh, luckily we didn't have, we haven't, not had any reports of serious injuries, but um, there's a Simply Safe uh, security camera that recorded uh, a fireworks uh, event that went wrong. All stars. And it's a great ad for Simply Safe because uh, they got the whole thing. So, families sitting on their front lawn, lighting fireworks in the road, and. <gasps> no! Get the baby! Get the baby! Oh my stars. Wait for it. <gasps> oh, no. oh, oh! <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my stars. Yeah. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> yeah. 
the minivan. Did I catch that? So. I think the minivan. The minivan well, exploded. Something went under the minivan. And I think it might have caught the minivan on fire. Oh, <laughs> so my. I nobody was, uh, we're, we're told nobody was injured. Seriously? Yeah. That's a miracle but in itself. That kid right next to the minivan is. So lucky. Yeah, I, I, you have to watch it ten times. Oh, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> you, you miss an explosion if you don't watch it. That means there were so many explosions. Right. That went on for like 15 seconds. Yeah. That was crazy. I get a little nervous. I even burnt myself just lighting sparklers for my nephews. I, fire scares me. The launcher, apparently the launcher tipped over, shot under the minivan, exploded. So it always follows... Someone saying, hey, y'all, watch this. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I got it. Watch this. Yeah. Or here, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's what he said just before he exploded the minivan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Did you see how fast that mama went up and grabbed the baby? That was fast acting. The mom grabbed the baby, but then she turned and pointed the baby at the explosion. So, but then well, she, she didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she wanted to see it. You don't want to look away. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't help but watch the mayhem. So uh, construction on I-94 continues. You got caught up in construction uh, on your way to Marshall the other day. Yes, and I just kept telling myself, like, this is in the name of progress. This is in the name of progress. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be better. But I sat for almost 10 minutes and then very slowly made my way to the exit and had to get off. So what are they What are they up to now? Well, today, starting today, they are closing the left turn lane of Boardman Road onto 127 North. Oh, good so, to know. Yeah, uh, and it's a very busy uh, street and uh, at rush hour, the traffic yeah. uh, in the left turn lane extends all the way down to uh, Kiroba and Panera. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah. beyond. Beyond. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I know it's, you know, those restaurants are always busy. Um, but now that Hobby Lobby is there, mm -hmm. I feel like the traffic is intense, which is why we need these changes, you know, that we need new infrastructure, which is good. But man, these are hard growing pains. Yeah, you can start to see the design of the uh, reverse uh, diamond that is going to be the intersection for 127 and 94 there. Yeah. And it's uh, everyone that is familiar with this engineering says it's going to be a miracle. People are going to love it, but everybody in Jacksonville are hesitant yeah. uh, to uh, accept change. Yep, change is hard, so, even the best kind of change. But, but you said people are <laughs> saying it's going to be a miracle and everybody's going to love it. Can, I think so. Do we write yeah. that down, Brandon, so we can yeah. review? People that. are going to love you. it. Yeah. Well, Perfect. it's so. I mean, really, like left turn lane right now. There's room. For time for enough like three cars to get yeah. uh, off of that yeah traffic will be uh, detoured uh, from Boardman up Wisner across Monroe oh. and then back to uh, West Ave Gosh. to uh, yeah yeah here is our suggestion steer clear just find <laughs> an alternative route because you could go back the other way to Airport mm -hmm. Road too right and get off and on 94 on Airport Road rather than coming up Boardman mm -hmm. yeah 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 just do that that's going to be backed up, too, because everybody's going to think of that. But Yeah. Uh, today's show is being brought to you by Howe Equipment, specializing in the sale of used ATVs, UTVs, and zero-turn lawnmowers. These folks are experts. They offer the easiest and most comfortable buying experience, deliveries, many options for payment, 
doorstep delivery the same day. Get a machine inspected by professionals, 3190 Lansing Avenue in Jackson. And they have inventory. Mm -hmm. They do. Yep, they uh, are always, they're, they're buyers as well as sellers, so they're always on the hunt for uh, this and that, that and this. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, COVID today with uh, Dr. Matthew Badke a little bit later, but uh, this morning the FDA announced that pharmacists can now prescribe the uh, Paxlovid, the treatment oh. for COVID. Oh. So you don't have to go to your doctor. Nice. Yeah. What? Yeah, the pharmacist. She asked the pharmacist, hey, will you prescribe the COVID uh, pill? And the pharmacist can do it. So I've tested positive for COVID, mm -hmm. and I can call my pharmacist, and he can just, he or she can just give that yeah. to me. Skip the doctor. Is there anything else <laughs> that they can do that with? I don't know. I've never heard of such a I've thing. I've never heard of such a thing either. Yeah. That's wild. Well, I guess they, you know, the healthcare system is so bogged down, they're probably just trying to simplify things for them a little bit, but that's interesting. So it goes into effect now? Apparently. Uh, the uh, time frame to get the, uh, start taking the pills, you have to do it like within three days of when you have the symptoms. First symptom, for okay. For it to work. Okay. Hmm, interesting. So, what did you say, Brandon? Uh, swinging at the show. Hmm? Swinging oh, the Swinging at the Shell. Oh, nice. Yeah, have you been to Swinging at the Shell? I have not, but I want to. Yeah, they've had one already on uh, the 3rd of July, and they've got um, several other concerts coming up. The band Moonshot, classic and modern rock, will be performing at the band shell on uh, July uh, 24th. 24th, July 24th. Yeah, right there. It says right there, July 24th. And then they've got Denise and the Motor City Sensations on July 31st, Miles Over Mountains, Bluegrass Group on August 7th, and Drew Hale, a country artist, on August 14th. And uh, the list goes on and on right through uh, mid-September. Brought to you by Caster Concepts, Parks Drugstore, Team One Plastics, and the Albion Community Foundation. Got uh, news about a new product you can get out of a Pepsi machine at a Walmart. A Pepsi machine at a Walmart. Machine, very specific, what is it? A very specific <gasps> uh, Walmart no. in Morristown, Tennessee. Firefighters were called to the Walmart because they heard a kitten meowing from inside the Pepsi machine. Stop. Yes, true story. And they couldn't get it out. They had to take the machine apart and they found that little kitten. Oh my stars. <laughs> I think Walmart's got a new mascot, or Pepsi, I don't know, one of the two. Uh, the Walmart employee who first heard the kitten, she gets to or has to keep the kitten. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is kind of a hero to hear it and take action. Good for her. They don't know how she got in there. Hmm. Um, one time we were at a, we were at Artesian Wells down there um, in Cement City, <laughs> and they have a crane machine and oh, I was machine? like, crane, you know, like oh, the, the game, the crane oh, game. Yeah. And couldn't find my nephew and looked over and he was inside of the crane machine. It, he was he just the perfect in? size to crawl in. Yeah. <laughs> Drooby, <laughs> that really happened. I think we've got photographic evidence somewhere. <laughs> we didn't have to take the machine apart, we got him out. Did he have to come out through the, he did, the thing? Yeah. I, I did the crane machine, to picked him up him? and then dropped him. <laughs> Well, that would have taken hours and probably $50. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we'll get you out, kid, but we got to go get another roll of quarters. <laughs> yeah, give me a minute to go get changed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, another thing they did in Lansing, uh, in addition to the s state budget, they passed uh, a bill that bans the sale of synthetic urine. That's a thing, you know, you can buy fake urine. For what? Drug tests. Oh. Yes. What? I mean, we had to make a bill for that? They I mean, I feel like if people want to get fake urine, they can make fake urine. You know, in order for the legislature to um, feel useful, they <laughs> have yeah. to come up with laws, constantly adding laws. It's amazing the number of laws yeah. that it turns out we, we never knew we needed. But this is one that they say because... Um, but what they, about the fake urine industry? Yeah, <laughs> that I didn't know existed. Uh, how many people work in that industry? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Seems like there just have to be one guy sitting around drinking a lot of water in Mountain Dew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of business now. They're going to have to sell. Sorry, they're gonna Charlie. To, they're going to have to sell on the corner. It's going to be black it? market urine. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, we have a great show uh, today on JTV. Dr. Matthew Badkey from Jackson College will be joining us. Mike Smith will be here to talk about his uh, fundraiser golf outing in honor of his son. And Aaron Dimmick with the People for the Parks and Trails, he has an announcement that uh, his group is doing something special this month. All happening today on The Morning Show, and Dr. Badkey joins us after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Big sale going on at Vermeulen's right now, and the morning show being brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings, now in their third generation as a family-owned and operated business. Uh, big supporters of our community, Vermeulen's does so much. They contribute to every fundraiser and every auction. They have uh, great pride in all the things they do in the community and all the ways that they can help you furnish your home. Great selection. Stop in at Vermeulen's 2105 West Michigan Avenue in Jackson. Awesome. So here today to help us become even smarter, <laughs> we have Dr. Matthew Batke, the science chair at Jackson College, who has been very busy educating us over the last two years and here to tell us what's new in the world of virology and especially COVID. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Great to be back. We just were talking about the FDA allowing pharmacists to prescribe yeah. uh, Paxlovid. Right. And to me, that was shocking. I, I had never heard that pharmacists could actually prescribed medicine. Right. Well, it's an important drug, and I think that it's being underutilized right now. So uh, I think they're trying to figure out whatever ways they can to boost uh, use of it. Um, it. It's pretty helpful for people, not really those that are prone to the most severe disease, but for those people who uh, would just want to prevent it from sort of going from mild to a little bit more severe. Um, and it's pretty, pretty effective at that. Yeah, I talked to someone just um, yesterday who uh, did get COVID about three weeks ago, called his doctor right away, got the prescription, and on the, I think the second or third day that he had symptoms, 
he started taking the pills, mm -hmm. and in two days, he was, he felt better. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep, it does help. How, how are the numbers looking? As a community, how, what does COVID look like? Well, right I think that uh, we've got a couple new variants. Um, so this is, again, what we've seen over the past year. Continuing now, we've got uh, a slow change in the evolution of the virus. It's, it's, we've got BA4 and BA5 now are the, the new uh, dominant strains that are out there. You get slight variations on the Omicron. Um, and again, we've got uh, slightly increasing cases, uh, maybe increasing hospitalizations in some areas, but what we haven't seen is really any change in deaths. I think at this point, we've got enough vaccinations combined with previous infections uh, that these new variants, while they might be slightly more transmissible, maybe pass from person to person a little bit easier, um, you're not going to see those changes in severe disease and death like we have in the past. So we have essentially the 2020 recipe for the vaccines right now. Uh, we've seen the uh, actual uh, virus change. You're right. Is the 2020 recipe still effective enough or will, is there a point where they're going to have to re-engineer right. the whole vaccine? Right. Well, it, it is interesting that we're still using the original vaccine that was developed, you know, way back at the end of 2019. Um, and it, they did a really good job with that in that it does prevent severe disease and death still, even with the new variants, even though we have the, you know, all these different subvariants now that we've seen. Um, we are still getting good protection against severe disease, which is, I would say, the most important thing. Uh, but I think we do see that the evidence has shown that you, uh, your ability to prevent infection does go down after about six months, that you have a higher chance of being reinfected again. And so I think that there is a push now. The FDA is saying we need to really focus on these new variants that are out there um, and it sounds like, at least from what Pfizer is saying, they're hoping to have a new version of the vaccine available by sometime mid-fall, probably October, something like that, that would be more specifically targeting the variants that are out there right now. We've talked about this before. I think this is looking like it's going to end up being very similar to influenza, where we have slightly different versions that are developed each year as we see changes in the virus over time. Just like we see with influenza, we go out, we look at what are the dominant strains right now, and then that's where we try to go with our vaccine each year. I bet we're headed into a similar sort of situation. Yeah, we looked at you know the 1918 flu uh, as we responded to this pandemic and tried to take some lessons from that. Are we at a point today where we can look at how we responded to this pandemic starting in March of 2020 that as we get into maybe another season or another uh, spike in cases that we can take anything we've learned and, and help prevent spread and death in the next spike? Well, I, I do think we, we certainly have uh, a much better understanding of how the virus is transmitted um, and we still see um, you know, we, I, I still see some people wearing masks when we go out in places, and I think it's pretty obvious that that is a pretty effective way to prevent it. 
Uh, we have these new drugs that have been developed, uh, Paxlovid, like you mentioned. We've got uh, vaccines that are out there. Uh, so I think, I think we know, uh, the big thing we've learned is, is we know how it's transmitted, we know how to prevent severe disease and death, um, and so it's more about just reaffirming, making sure that people remember sort of what those key things are that we need to be doing if we see another spike, um, wearing masks, maintaining that distance, those sorts of things. We've seen throughout the pandemic, you know, people's focus change. There's always opportunity that comes out of strafe. And I'm wondering, you're the professor of chemistry and biology over at the college. Have you guys seen an uptick in people's interest in those studies or in the study of viruses? I think so. I mean, I, I teach an introductory public health class that really has changed its focus to COVID-19. And, and uh, you know, I, I think a lot of students at the end of that class, I hear them say, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things I didn't realize or didn't understand, um, and and you know I found really interesting about the virus or about how it's transmitted, and, and there's a lot of uh, interest in that area. I think um, so. I I do think it's something that students are maybe not aware of uh, all the different aspects of transmission of the virus, and so I think that uh, there is more interest in it, especially after going through that course. It surprised me when we were all wearing masks on the airplanes. A lot of people thought, well, this is, gonna, this is the new normal. We'll always be wearing masks. As soon as the uh, federal government said, no, no more masks, they disappeared completely right. almost overnight. Right. Um, that, to me, that was a surprise that some of the behaviors that we thought were going to be um, permanent, like the masks, um, they just they went away. Is, yeah. did, it, did it happen too soon, too fast? Well, I mean, it's, it's a good question. Like I said, I mean, I think it, it comes down to uh, individual uh, sort of choice and, and what people want to do. And uh, I, you still see people that are wearing them, certainly. I mean, uh, my wife just was on a plane last week and, you know, she was masked up when she was flying and stuff. But, um, you know, some people choose to not do that. I mean, I think it's it's personal preference at this point, and I don't think I think it's very difficult to uh, go back to any sort of a mandate at this point uh, for these sorts of things. Uh, and so, I think people just need to realize that if it's something that we want to keep contained and keep under control, then when you're in large group settings when you're around a lot of other people, you know, you might want to think about wearing a mask. I think too, people need to be really self-aware too. If you're, if you're, you know, not feeling well, period. You yeah. know, whether you've tested for COVID or not. I took yeah. my daughter to a tutor session yesterday yeah. and her tutor said, you know, I've been tested. I don't have COVID, but I do have a cold. So I'm choosing to wear a mask and right. I would like it if you would too, for your own safety. Right. And I think it's funny. We, we think COVID is the only thing we're afraid of. And there are so many viruses and bugs out there that can take you down for a few days. Maybe it's just good practice if you're not feeling well, just take extra precautions. Absolutely true. And I think that we've seen that, I've seen that many times. Um, you know, everybody's concerned about COVID, but we still have all these other things out there. Uh, my son's daycare class, you know, they had influenza that went through and all the kids were super sick with that. Um, and, and, you know, we see uh, colds and all those other things that are, again, still going around. And I, I think that's a good idea. That's certainly something that uh, it, at the college, our president has been really focused on 
if you're sick at all, don't come. Yep. You know, and that's sort of the, the guidelines that they've given. Um, and I think that's a good, a good approach to take. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are, are, you know, as an employer, we had people that, oh, you know, not feeling that great, but I knew I had to be right. here. Right. Um, not anymore. That's, yeah. yeah. As always, thanks for uh, all your information and your expertise. It's always good to see you, Matt. Yeah, glad to be here. Thank you very much. Dr. Matthew Bagsey, Science Chair at Jackson College. Stay with us. Uh, Mike Smith joins us after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back. Today's morning show is brought to you by Wilcox Lawn and Landscaping, who happens to be at my house right now, taking care of a situation with my sprinklers. They are my go-to. Wilcox Lawn and Landscaping provides complete design, installation, and maintenance of your decks, your retaining walls, patios, gazebos, beautiful garden water, water gardens for all of Jackson and the surrounding areas. Uh, they can do boulders, wood walls, decks, gazebos, paver walks, patios, um, segmental retaining walls, water gardens, <laughs> landscape design, landscaping lawn, and they have a showroom, a retail space for you to go and check out. So give Wilcox a call today for your free estimate, 517-529-4550. Joining us now is the gentleman presenting the Daniel Smith Memorial Golf Outing, Mike Smith. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Good, Good to see you. Good to see you too, and uh, thanks for having me on. So this is my first time getting to meet you in person, but mm -hmm. I, I, I knew you as soon as you walked in. I uh, felt like okay. I've known you because mm. you've been such a champion um, for this cause, and you've taken something of immense tragedy and mm. turned it into something very positive for the community. And I think your story is beautiful. I thank you for sharing it. You were just telling us a little bit about how people don't realize that this disease, addiction, knows no boundaries. Mm. Tell us a little bit about what you were just sharing with us. You know, people that knew me, you know, knew that I had a son that was in recovery, you know, and, and but they didn't hear that story about my oldest son. My oldest son is a pediatric head and neck surgeon at Cincinnati Children's Hospital in Cincinnati, and they are the number one hospital in the country to send sick children. I mean, it's a huge facility. And um, my son is uh, a, a member of a 14, team of doctors that they do everything. I mean, yes. they just do everything. He does, he rebuilds trachs and, and airways and stuff like that. But uh, the thing is, is that it hit my family, uh, this addiction hit my family because uh, Daniel was uh, in a near fatal car accident when he was 16 and right. it w was prescribed opioids, which, uh, you know, that's what they do, you know, but they never weaned him off, you know, mm. and so, Daniel's journey on, on opioids taken, I mean, because he just was addicted to them. I mean, yeah. it's the most addictive drug out there. And so we tried for 11 years. And, oh, okay, uh, and, handsome uh, boy. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he was a cool guy. You know, he liked to play ball. He liked to go out on the lake. You know, that's one of the favorite places for him. He says, Dad, I need to go out on the lake, you know, yeah. just, to, just to be alone, you know, just to, you know, get back to, you know, just breathe in some fresh air. And we'd go out and we'd talk and, and stuff. Matter of fact, that picture there was taken eight days before he died. Oh, he wow. was clear, he was clean. And yeah. uh, the thing is, is that when you've got this 
uh, disease, and people don't realize it. I mean, a lot of people don't realize it. I'm not saying everybody don't, but they, they think they, they attribute them to being druggies and stuff like that. They're, this is a disease, and, and yeah. once you put that drug in your body, I mean, you will always, always crave it. To what degree? I don't know, but but you you will always you just always need to be careful. Get up every day, know that you know it could possibly a relapse could possibly happen. You know, that's true though. Almost all these stories start with an injury. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. And, and you know, and unfortunately, they they start taking the drug and and they feel like they're you know you know, causing their uh, parents and loved ones uh, pain, and they feel worthless, and they yeah. feel depressed. And that's, uh, a lot of people take their lives because they are so depressed and yeah. feel so worthless, and they're, they don't want to be dope sick anymore. Yeah. That's another thing that they, I, I don't know if people realize, is that they don't take this drug after, to, to get high. They just don't want to get sick. They don't want to be sick because the withdrawals for three to five days there, I mean, you, you're going through pure hell. and uh, and. Daniel fought it for 11 years. I mean, to get up every f day, every day, and to try to get through that day, and then try to get through the next day. You know, I, he was a fighter, you know, and unfortunately, I seen him in, in his bedroom dead one day, and, and I just think that he had, he'd had enough. You know, he was sick and tired of being sick and tired. So anyway, on a positive note, I said, we're going to do a golf fighting. I went to Mike Hurst. I said, Mike, what are you doing right now for your cause? And, and we give every single penny to Andy's Angels. Lovely. We've raised over $60,000 wow. over the last four years, and every single penny has gone to them. And, 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 and uh, it's a great cause. It's yeah. a great organization, a foundation. And so we do this once a year. Uh, it's out the Calderon Golf Club. And um, matter of fact, Mike, I had it out there, and I didn't know Mike Hurst lived right down the street. I said, Mike, do you know where this golf course is at? He said, yeah, I live right in back of it, you know, so. so but, but anyway, we get together, and, it, and it's attended by people from California. My son comes up with a team from Cincinnati, Grand Rapids, Detroit. Nice. So it's, it's not just a local thing. It, it's something that, you know, it's a, a community, you know, uh, event, and, and uh, we have a nice steak dinner afterwards, and we have prizes, and... And it was so funny last year, Mike, Mike Hurst always puts together a, a fishing basket and we auction it off. And you know, we get four or $500. Well, <laughs> it was so funny, one of my friends in Detroit was bidding up Rick Walton, and Rick Walton is standing there with this fish basket <laughs> for a for thousand dollars. He says, "Mike, I don't even fish, you know." And I said, "That's that's, that's your basket." Huh? So, <laughs> yeah. But it, it just, I try to, I remember Daniel, you know, every day. And I try to remember, he's in a better spot. Yeah. He's in a better spot. I miss him. I'd be selfish for me to wish him back, but he's in a better place. But uh, I'm just here to tell you that as long as you have a loved one out there and they're still alive and, and they're battling this, just be thankful that they're still alive. You know, you, there's always hope. There's yeah. always hope. So don't ever give up hope and uh, always try to reach out. You know, Mike Hurst is readily available. Um, just talked with him yesterday, and he's got some things going on in town here through the federal government that I believe in my heart that if they were here, Daniel would be alive today. You know, oh, so, so, wow. That's yeah. inspiring. Yeah. Your whole mission for this is to provide education oh, for yeah. people, like before, to keep, you know, prevent them from maybe going down that path mm -hmm. during, you know, how to find the resources, mm -hmm. and after, how do you help the families to cope? And I think that's such a beautiful tribute to your son and to your whole family. How can the viewers help 
you guys? Um, well, they can get involved in uh, this event here. I mean, we have we have a couple more openings. It, it's out to a Calderon Golf uh, Course out. It's on the east end of town, a beautiful golf course, and they've been very, very nice of setting us up, giving us a good deal nice. so that we can make more money for, for other people. Oh, and you've got um, cash prizes. Oh, we got cash prizes. We got everything. <laughs> We got first places. Uh, I don't know. I I changed them this year. We raised them a little bit. Is it eight hundred dollars? Eight hundred for first place. Yeah, five hundred oh. for second. And when yeah. I and when I hit a hole in one, I would win. Oh yeah, you would win. Yeah. Yeah. Would, what would I win? A, a car. You a, a car. car. A car. <laughs> That's yeah. Incredible. So, so West Lutz has always been there to put uh, on all the par threes. He puts you know big prizes on there, and it's just a fun day of remembering. Yeah. You know, the ones that are not with us anymore and, and just uh to raise money to have some fun and, and uh and um it was so uh crazy is that um uh mike doesn't even golf you know <laughs> well, he, mike curse doesn't golf but uh, anyway he's out there on a golf cart helped me kind of uh champion this thing so that's wonderful so, yeah, yeah what a great partnership yeah, so yeah. you have teams available if people want to participate it's mm -hmm. friday july 22nd mm -hmm. at caldone farms what about sponsorships do you guys look uh, we for have whole sponsors? sponsors we have uh the corporate sponsors i mean they just come out of the woodwork i mean we got uh, a lot of We've got some great, big names on some, here. Some big names on there. And One of them I won't say. <laughs> but, uh, Extreme Dodge, Polly's Country yeah, Market, yeah. Carl's Golfland, uh, Subway, Trips. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and Phil just wrote me a check yesterday for $2,500. Just, oh. just, I mean, they just, they're wonderful people. You know, yeah. I just love them to death. So, uh, but anyway, uh, you can uh, join us. And, and, and even if you, there's no teams out there. Just come on out and just yeah. just say hi. You know, just say hi and and uh, you know if, if you've got issues with a loved one or, or don't know where to turn. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying we have all the answers, but we can put you in the steer you in the right direction. You know, um, I'm telling you what it it, it when Daniel died, seventy thousand people lost their lives to heroin, fentanyl overdoses. Last year, a hundred and seven thousand died. You know, so the numbers aren't getting any better. Yeah. I, I, I was telling you earlier, you know, you can get all the drug. I, I'm not saying I want to get the drug dealers off the street, but you got to educate people yeah. you, and just let them know what these these drugs are dangerous. I mean, and you put them in your body. I'm telling you, it, your body reacts and they and they start wanting it, and needing it. And, your your mind, yeah. your body, your yeah, soul, it, everything. Yeah, and so and it rewires your whole brain. Yeah, I mean, your your mind is all rewired, and 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 it's. Uh, um, yeah, you need to be educated in that. Yeah. You know, and I, I had no idea what to look for. You know, when my son died, I, I had no idea. I found him in his bedroom with a needle still in his arm, and uh, and then I knew, and then I found out. Wow. You know, so. Well, Mike, thanks for uh, continuing this, uh, even during the pandemic. I know you yep. continue to raise money and, and uh, educate the community. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming in today. That was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Always good to see you. Yeah. Mike Smith with the 2022 Daniel Smith Golf Memorial. More of the morning show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together.
Joining us now is the uh, founder and president of the organization People for the Parks and Trails of Jackson, Aaron Dimmick. Morning, Aaron. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world are you doing with the Santa hat in July? Well, it's Christmas in July, of course. Woo! <laughs> Tell us what is going on. You're not busy enough working for the city. Now That's you're right. volunteering to make it even better. That's right. So outside of my work with the city of Jackson, I help lead a local nonprofit. And it's called People for the Parks and Trails. And we want to take care of parks and trails all year. So we're looking at doing some light installations in November and December for the holidays season so of course like a lot of things it has to be powered by money so we are raising funds this Christmas in July so nice. all of July to help power those light installations all right so we saw a little bit of this last year just yes. little pockets of beauty throughout um, the city mm -hmm. when we get into those it gets dark early yep. it's a little depressing you guys brought a yes. lot of cheer yes. um, and so we you want to do that but even ramp it up more correct yeah, of course. We want to return to Betsy Butterfield Park and Elnora Mormon Plaza, where we were last year. Uh, we want to improve those, but then we're looking at expanding to maybe two or three more parks. We're still in the process of identifying places that have high visibility, okay. what would be a good candidate for solar lights, where are the electrical outlets. So we're still kind of doing that work right now, but we definitely want to expand it. Nice. And how can our viewers help you? Yes. Well, uh, a lot of different ways. If you wanted to help volunteer, put up the lights when we get to that in November and December, that'd be great. But right now, of course, we're raising funds for Christmas in July. So they can go to our website, which is peopleforthparks.org, and you can make a donation there. Any kind of donation will help. It could be 50 cents, it could be $50. Every little bit will go to the lights. And uh, it's just going to be things like buying solar lights or identifying what electrical lights we need or things like power strips, extension cords. Uh, we just wanted to really make sure everything was well planned. Yeah, I like what you said about any little bit helps because I think sometimes people feel like, oh, you know, my contribution isn't going to be enough. Right. But it adds up and it adds up quick. And we have a community of people that take action. Yes. So I would, yes. I'd be interested to see how many contributions we can get from our viewers today of any de any denomination. Yes, and uh, I called up to the North Pole and I talked to Santa. And. It was a Zoom call, actually. I Zoomed with Santa, and he said he'd be willing to come down to Jackson and go down the Nixon Park water slide if we raise more than $500. $500. Yes, so Santa, uh, you know, is generous, but he has a price. All right. I like, well, it's for a good cause. He's exactly. a benevolent soul. Uh, exactly, He'll be yes. humiliated uh -huh. out of benevolence. So who doesn't want to see Santa go down a water slide? Now, would he do this in the summer or the winter? As far as uh, Santa going, going to, water oh, it would be in August. August. So we'll see how much money we raise in July, and then in August, perhaps we can get the jolly old elf to come down. Will he be in his bathing suit or his Santa suit? My understanding is that he is going to be a summer Santa. Okay. So you know, maybe like some tank top shorts, but definitely perfect. Have his beard, of course. And Doesn't go away in the hat. Yeah, yes, it's perfect. all about the hat. We can raise five hundred dollars. I think so. You know, I, I think it might even be Aaron uh, as an elf. Uh, I think I would Santa. love it. Mm. Yeah. A 6'5 elf. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen elf? Elves, yeah, exactly. Elves come in all shapes and sizes. You know, it's just more about the spirit to help than the size, I would imagine. Well, you are kind of an elf for the city of Jackson because you're always working <laughs> yeah. for the betterment of it. And I think it's amazing that you're taking time out of, you know, the little bit of private time mm. that you have to give back to the community. That's great. Yes, uh, this is really uh, my passion. Uh, this is a big reason why I chose to live in the city of Jackson where I live because of all of our great parks and trails. So I thought, why not spend some time working with other people to make them even better? Very nice.
Mm -hmm. And last year you did Betsy Butterfield Park, Elnora Mormon Plaza, yep. uh, and electricity is an issue, so you've got yes. solar lights you're going to use this year for the first time. Yeah, like there's a place like Ganson Street Park, which would be a great place to put up lights. Um, but we're trying to identify if there is an electrical outlet there. There's a place like Austin Blair Park, which would be a great place as well, but there's no electricity. Mm. So it's really kind of figuring out um, what are the best places. The other thing too is we have 28 public parks and some of them are just kind of like deep into neighborhoods. So yeah. we might not want to put lights there because it's not gonna be as visible. People will have trouble getting to them. Yeah. Um, one person floated the idea of like making a little guide of like, you know, if it's the holiday season, you want to drive around and look at them. Uh, oh, something fun to do for families. And well, maybe so. we could get like corporate sponsors to do displays. Exactly. At the different yeah. places. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think we yep. should do that. Like, like John Spink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll use him as our inspiration on a smaller scale. Uh -huh. We um, had a field trip to the Capitol and um, they went on and on about Austin Blair. Mm, and, yes. You know, with just his. Um, powerful movement throughout the state of Michigan. So I would love it if we could light up that park, like yes. the Empire State Building, just have it be kind of a beacon for town that'd be so uh -huh. fun. Yeah, part of this is, uh, thankfully, we have a lot of time before the holiday season. People maybe started their shopping already, I don't know. But we have some time, so we do want to go out into the community and see who maybe might want to sponsor some lights here or yeah. there. Uh, but we felt it was important as an organization uh, to kind of have dedicated funds to do this work because uh, it'll be a kind of a sizable undertaking for us when we get started in November. So just want to be mindful and be thinking about planning. Very nice. nice. Uh, Aaron's uh, competing in a triathlon this month? Yes, this upcoming Sunday. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Uh -huh. So t how has that training been? It has uh, been a little exhausting. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's been a lot. Uh, I did a 20 minute run this morning. Nice. And then I bike to work. Oh, smart. <laughs> Very smart. So I'm already warm. Are you going to get any of your swim in today then? Uh, no, I'll probably swim tomorrow. But I've been swimming at Vandercook Lake. Oh, nice. It's a nice clear lake. Um, I do see some fish every now and then. So I just leave them alone. They'll leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, but it's been very fun. I did a practice triathlon on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yep. Well, well, we'll be rooting for you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate hearing that. From the People for the Parks and Trails, Aaron Dimmock. More of the morning show in a moment. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. We knew that uh, they wanted to rename monkeypox to something else. I don't know whatever happened to that. But now Pringles wants to have a spider renamed after Pringles. There's a spider what? that uh, we have a shot of the spider. And Ew. That's exactly what the spider looks like. It's not, uh, nobody drew a mustache on that spider. Oh, but I see it now. Do you see it? You see it and then I see it. It's the Pringles man. And the Pringles man actually has a name. It's Mr. P. Oh. And he looks, it's a, he's a dead ringer for Mr. P the uh, Pringles man on the Pringles can. Um, is, would that be a good thing for Pringles though to be, I mean, like nobody likes spiders. 
Well, apparently there's no organization that's in charge of naming spiders. Oh, got it. Uh, but this spider does have a name. It's the kidney garden spider. And the people that uh, are in charge of insects, uh -huh. they don't like the idea of uh, Pringles messing with their spider. <laughs> well, I think Pringles could just nickname it that and it'll catch like wildfire. Are they, do we have them here in Michigan? I hope not. The Pringles spider? It looks now, scary. You're going to be back here uh, Monday. Yeah, if you'll have me. This is exhausting. I can't believe you do this <laughs> two times a day every day. And Andy's going to be back Monday. Yes. Well, we'll hope to have both of you here Monday. Look forward to the return of Andy and Jennifer to the Monday morning show. Later today, the new track president at MIS, Joe Fowler, Jan Blixt from the Michigan Shakespeare Festival. We've got Steve Tucker, Rick Walton, and more later today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you.